Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, how are you? This is the Rooted Life Podcast, and today uh, we are talking about choosing to stay. Choosing to stay in your marriage. And so I have a little story for you guys. (laughs) Maybe you'll resonate with it. But, um... So if you've been in a relationship or if you've been in a, a committed long-term um, relationship with someone or marriage, after a while, sometimes things can start trickling to the surface, right? Because when you're first together, you're kind of the best version of yourself, Um, A lot of people talk about like they're thriving, they're feeling great, right? And they just so happen to meet someone and everything like the stars align and then things start possibly going south. Not all the time. There are some very successful relationships out there um, who work through their issues in a more healthy way um, because they're equipped with more healthy means of combating issues in their life and in their marriage. Some of us, however, were not. (laughs) Some of us were not taught how to communicate properly, um, how to express ourselves properly. And so we've just kind of been like fumbling around through life and figuring it out, right? Um, But the worst time, I would say to be trying to figure it out is when you're in your relationship together because it just adds on another layer of pressure um, and issues that you guys can face together especially if you don't know how to properly communicate or properly express yourself Um, that was me and so being a natural people pleaser as I was, I had the tendency to just go along. And so in terms of marriage, I was always like, oh yeah, it's not that big of a deal, not that big of a deal, not that big of a deal. Things would just slowly fester and build up, right? And then an explosion would happen and it would be like word vomit of like the last six years of or six months of issues that I had right and this was so detrimental and so harmful but when you're in it you don't realize right because you're just reacting you're just living inside of your life and um when things come up you just respond to them and so it's really hard to just slow your roll and put yourself in check And there came a time in my marriage where choosing to stay had to be a intentional choice that was being made on both halves because we had just been going through the emotions and we were, you know, living life and yada, yada, yada. But we would argue about little things and... I just felt like a constant um, dissatisfaction with my life. 
and I wanted more participation, right? Because I think this is one of the huge things in um, husbands, wives, homes, whatever, is the delegation of duties, but I want to push it even more past that, is that we don't really have this concept of um, partnership or unity, I feel like, in marriage culture. Like, so many people like to joke about it, like, oh, ball and chain, or oh, your life ends when you get married, or... Um, people always joke like or if someone's getting married they're like oh yeah like the first year good luck or whatever like you know what I mean there's always like some type of innuendo suggesting that marriage sucks (laughs) and then we have like this thing like we're just being honest and um that's good we should be honest we should be honest about the real demands that marriage um ask of us we should be aware that when we enter relationships we are going to have to change certain things about us to cause better flow and unity in your relationship but if we're not willing to do these types of things if we're not willing to come outside of ourselves, if we're not willing to be tested, to maybe be wrong, if we're not willing to try, then we can't just sit in our misery. And in marriage, it's super hard because there's two people involved, right? Like sometimes one person wants to put the effort in and the other person doesn't want to. And that's going to happen because you're two individual people and the way that you're processing things in your mind and your emotions are completely different. And when one person's trying, the other person might be completely checked out and be like, no, like I'm done. I need you to be trying, you know, to show me and vice versa. But when what ends up happening is that your change becomes conditional on the other person, right? your change becomes conditional on the fact if they invest or if they change their certain behaviors or certain things that are causing the friction. You hinder yourself. And I noticed this with myself because I kept being like, here's the list of things that I don't like. (laughs) Here, I'm praying to God to change you and you and you need to do this and you need to do that. And it almost got um, like fanatic. Like I fanatically was picking things um, apart. And that was like that's aside from my marriage a separate toxic trait that I had that I was working through right but when you're in marriage these things blend onto each other because two become one and um so it just got to a point where we were like banging our heads against the wall right like he's not necessarily happy with the status of our relationship and neither am I 
but then no one's actively doing the intentional work to change like change how you're speaking to add action into your day that serves the other person um to not automatically take offense when you hear something that maybe wasn't told to you in the correct way that you wanted to receive it um all of these different types of things (coughs) excuse me all of these different types of of things have to be an intentional thought every single day of changing and you guys it is so hard because believe me i was like the silent treatment uh loud person around the house to get my point across and it's so unhealthy and not to mention that but like your kids feel everything right they feel energy they know when mom and dad are off and So I had felt very frustrated. I felt like I was hitting my head against the wall. And um, I finally just got to a point where it was like, okay. Like, certain things truly need to change. There needs to be a mental shift of what type of family and what type of marriage it is that you want. Like, my husband and one that I want. And what is that? What does that look like? Because what we're actively doing right now is not what either one of us wants. But we just continue to do it like a bad habit. And I said, like, at the time it was just Jackson. um, Like, what do you want this to look like? Because the way that it stands, um, it's not working. It's not, this isn't what I want to be doing for the next 20 30 40 50 years um and i know for a fact because of the state of our relationship at one point in time that there is no way anybody would want a relationship to function the way that ours was um and so i said like look there are some serious things that are affecting our flow and our future because I don't want to live like this. And so we can either work together, buckle down on our promise to God and our promise to each other and our promise to our future family that we were having, right? Because we are hoping to give them a beautiful life right with both parents that's the goal i think of all of us and um i said so what do you want our life to look like is it gonna be the 50 50 is it gonna be you live here i live here and we're shipping our kid back and forth we're having separate holidays we're trying to do all of this stuff because the things that i'm asking of you right now or needing from you right now um are you are inevitably going to be doing them if we break up and we separate and we get a divorce. So I I guess you can kind of 
call it an ultimatum but it wasn't like my intention wasn't to be saying it as an ultimatum my intention was truly at that point in time to just be like these are all of our cards on our table this is what we're looking at and these are the decisions that we need to make if this is going to be healthy and it's going to go in the right direction and we had to look at our life we had to look at what our life would be like um the sacrifices that would be made the things that you're giving up and ultimately uh we were in love right it was just us getting in our own ways certain patterns certain behaviors certain thought processes needed to just shift right it wasn't like um there was malice or bad intent or reason for us to not make it work it was literally just clinging to our toxic habits and our toxic traits and so i think in marriage a lot of times it's a lot less about how you function together and the healthy stability of each of you individually in your marriage that gives you um, the foresight or the willingness to keep fighting and to keep going. And this is why I also think it's so extremely important for um, marriages to have healthy influences and couples around them during moments of turmoil because um, there's weak spots, right? And you want to make sure that the guidance that you're getting and the guidance that your husband or your spouse is getting is in alignment with each other so that you guys can learn the same ways of handling situations and going through stuff. Now, for me and my husband, it happened to be God was our mediator and our middleman. Um, for other people, it might be um, a counselor or a therapist, or it might be the church. Um, it doesn't really matter where you get your supports from in terms of what it looks like, but it should be supports that root you in the foundations of marriage unbiasedly. and because I'll say like there was also a time like I I was not staying in my marriage because I actively wanted my husband I was so checked out you guys it's not even funny I remember saying like and it was around the same time that we laid all of our cards on the table because that was just it right I was like um I don't even know what I'm fighting for anymore like before I was fighting for my husband this man that you know had all of these things and was exhibiting all of these things um, and just for who he is and then I found myself being like I don't even like necessarily who you are anymore 
So what am I even fighting for? And it's a really hard pill to swallow when you come to the realization that you're holding on and you're fighting so hard for someone who isn't even showing you why you should or would want to be with them, right? And and it's because I was so heavily and emotionally invested and confused, even with myself, right? Like I was going through so much of my own changes that maybe it was almost easier also to just like focus on my husband's need to change in marriage and the things that he needed to do so that it was another deflective tactic maybe for myself um but nonetheless (laughs) I couldn't run from any of it I couldn't run from um my communication strategies that were unhealthy like the cold shoulders the staying silent and being a martyr um all of these ways I wasn't even honoring myself but yet I'm sitting here stewing angry with my husband because he's not honoring me in the ways that I think that he should and it was like a light bulb moment of like girl you're not even honoring yourself though you're not coming to the table and talking respectfully when these things happen you're not being mature in your marriage I was being so heavily immature in my marriage. I didn't even realize it. And I, and there came to be a point where we were both staying because of the covenant, because of the promise, our promise to God. And I think if you don't have that in marriage, sometimes it can be really hard to see why you're even together, right? Because it's just, it's easy to be like, okay, if this isn't working, whatever, peace out. It just wasn't meant to be. I am who I am. You are who you are. We'll just find people who are more suited for us. And that's fine. And that is fine. People should do that. They should honor themselves in the way that they need to. But I think a lot of people say that and don't actually mean it. I think a lot of people actually break their own hearts a lot of times because of their unwillingness to get out of their own way and see that it's not necessarily the relationship or the marriage that is the issue it's the people performing inside of the marriage and the relationship right marriage wasn't an institution of failure it was actually an institution of hope and faith and future and prosperity and abundance it was supposed to be a a gift to us like you are gifted this person that you get to grow with and love on and change with and build with and I think the problem is that we just focus too much on the shiny parts of it but we don't realize that change and growth have seasons of pain right as we're growing older 
in our lives, we get aches and pains in our bodies, right? Because our bodies can feel the weathering of the growth. It's the same thing in our relationships and our marriages. We can feel the aches and the pains of the growth. But you are growing, right? You're becoming better. You're advancing through each one. And so choosing to stay isn't easy and everybody's situation is different. And depending on whatever you um, encounter in your marriage um, and whatever it is that you have to overcome or get through, I will say this. If you both want this, you can do it. You just have to be willing to get really flippin' honest. Really flippin' honest with yourself. And you have to be really willing to check yourself and the way that you communicate and the way that you go through trials and tribulations. Because they can unify you or they can create more divide. And for me, I had always known that me and Sean, we work the best when we are, um, when we're on the same page and when we're synced up. It's like, there's, there's no one on the planet that, you know, could penetrate this. It's, um, an unbelievable amount of team. And I think most couples are potentially like this. But again, it's almost like we fear the success or the potential. That or maybe even Satan fears your guys' potential. You know what I'm saying? You know how there's like some people that can just come together and they can like do some damage on the world? It kind of got like that for me. I kind of felt like Satan was attacking my marriage because we did have the potential and to be as unified and solid as we are now. And, um, and we're out there every single day, right? Like we're going to work, we're in the world, we're doing our thing. We're like the last thing that we want to be doing is coming home and fighting our home. No one wants to do that. No one wants to be miserable. Like, wives don't want to have a never-ending checklist. Men don't want to constantly hear the miseries of their wives. But we need to be able to work together then. We need to be able to get open and honest and be willing to bend and mold and adapt. In certain areas, I'm not saying your fundamental morals and values. Right? The things that root you. But the little, the little stuff, you know, truly weighing out what it is you want your life to look like. What does that look like? What does starting over look like? What does separating your house look like? 
what does staying look like? Cause you gotta look, you gotta do that too. And that's a huge bargain for people is like, am I going to be in the same place looking at the same face in 10 years, wondering why I never left back then and nothing has changed. And that might very well happen if every day you don't decide to be intentional and intentionally change how you interact with your spouse. And so I just want to give a little bit of a word of hope for um, those of you who are just feeling defeated. Those of you who are feeling like you're banging your head against the wall. Nothing's going to change. You're five years in. You're ten years in. You're whatever how many years in. And nothing's changing. This person is this. This per- You know. Start with yourself. That's honestly my, my biggest takeaway from all of this is start with yourself don't allow your change to be conditional upon the change of your spouse or your partner because then you will be waiting forever maybe not but it also adds a layer of resentment if they don't right whereas if you are focusing on the change that you the changes that you need to make in order to show up as a better spouse it alleviates that actually and it actually makes you feel better because you are you're participating you're finally showing up you're being an active participant in your marriage in your relationship you're honoring the truth you're honoring yourself Because, I mean, you really have nothing left to lose. If you're already in a marriage or a relationship that is feeling um, bogged down or off course or stuck in a rut, if you're already feeling that way, you don't have anything to lose. You don't. You have nothing to lose. And that's what it got for me. Like, I was like... I don't have anything left to lose. And at this point, if it means our marriage ends, that will be extremely devastating to me. But at least I know that I've tried everything. And it was that. That was it for me. It was like, okay, but have I tried everything? Have I really tried um, changing the toxic things about myself and I couldn't say yes yet so then stuff had to get real you know and um, and my husband had to get real too he had to come and see like okay wow um things really aren't that good because I think sometimes husbands can be a little bit more um, positive thinking or maybe tunnel visioned uh, when there's issues that come up in marriage then they're like bombarded and shocked when you unleash all of the things on them they're like oh really I didn't know it was that bad (laughs) but um, no it had to we wanted our family bottom line that's what it came down to we wanted our family 
We wanted our son to be happy and to not have more and more things that he had to work through, more things to worry about as a kid. I mean, I grew up with um, my biological parents separated and um, Sean's parents were, I, they were married for 20 some years and um, so kind of like opposites but still got unhealthy messages of how to be in relationships that we had to learn right um, and I think we're seeing a shift in society in general with marriage because it was so contractual before it was very like this is your duty, this is my duty, but there was no, like, intimate in relationship helping, like, having relation, you know what I mean? It was, like, I think men weren't taught um, how to be active participants in their households. And I think women were taught how to assume all of the household things. And so naturally within society, as we age and we grow up and we're getting together, um, we're seeing these unhealthy things in our relationships, right? Like husbands um, maybe working and then coming home and kind of checking out and wives being like, oh, what the heck's going on? But we we have to remember that... um, the same way that we're coming from a generation of women promoting us to be strong, independent, blah, blah, blah. They're also coming from a generation that was taught to work. Don't show, you know, emotion. Um, just go, go, go be a machine essentially. Um, because back in World War One, World War Two, you couldn't really have emotion. You were a machine. A lot of times were tough. And um, I think we're coming out of that. And we're learning this. Like, a lot of us are seeing the unhealthy things from our parents in their marriages and the unbalance and the lack of unity and partnership in relationship with each other. And um, so... I think that the more we can look at ourselves, we can look at our spouse and be able to understand where they're coming from. Maybe the possible messages that they soaked in throughout their course, you can begin to have more empathy and sympathy and separate them from their direct actions, attitudes, and behaviors and be able to see that not all of those things are them. Some of them are just bad patterns bad habits right just like we have and allows you to have grace and extend grace to your spouse and grace allows room for growth but if you don't have those things you're going to be impatient you're going to be you know focusing on all of the wrong areas and feeling frustrated So I encourage you all 
to take the chance, be vulnerable, honor yourself, honor your marriage, honor God. And share what's on your heart. What are the burdens? You're in a partnership for a reason. You're in that marriage for a reason. To lean on each other. To lean in. I know that can be hard when you're looking at that person and you want to strangle them maybe. But if you know in your heart of all hearts that this is, this is where you want to be. This is the family that you want to make work. I promise you it can be done with intentionality, faith, grace, forgiveness, an abundance of forgiveness. And a lot of love. It can be done, guys. Do not feel hopeless. And I'll also finish this one up by saying that if you are in a unhealthy or dangerous, um, physically dangerous or any type of situation like that, to please reach out for help. Um, There are many different resources for men and women who might need a little bit extra layer and level of protection. And so with that, I will leave you with your thoughts (laughs) and uh, let me know what you guys think. Um, Have you seen this in your marriage? Was there a moment in time where you had to choose? Are you still in the process of choosing to stay? Um, let me know. <coughs> Sorry. That is all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rooted Wife podcast and we will catch you later.